Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's 135 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan S. Scott with you. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. And now, Royal Pizza is offering curbside pickup and takeout options uh, for a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. I'm proud to say that Royal Pizza has been a sponsor of uh, shows and broadcasts that I have done since 1998. Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza. It's old school big boy pizza, by the way. Uh, I'm going to go with Mediterranean chicken. Last night, uh, the Hanker Chief Dynasty podcast referenced the great lineup of guests that we have on Oilers Now, and one of the guys that they pointed out, our NHL insider, John Shannon. John, it's great to know that you have fans across the country. It is. This is, it makes me feel good. It's a warm and fuzzy day, Bob. It, it is, even though it's yet another rainy day here at Edmonton. But uh, it doesn't look like it's going to rain on the parade. Uh, what can you tell us in terms of the latest uh, involving the, where are we at right now with the National Hockey League, the NHLPA, uh, the 31 PA reps, and that sort of thing? Well, the the uh, NHLPA executive committee has already uh, passed the memorandum of understanding uh, off to the players and they have today tomorrow and friday to vote i expect we're going to get a result from the players uh, on the new cba on friday uh, the board of governors uh, call will be on friday as well as gary will go through and brief the the owners and the and the team presidents on uh, what is going on with the the cba extension which will get us through six years really i mean we all talk about a four-year extension but it, it takes into account the last two years of the current agreement um and so you know labor piece for six years so i, I think by friday at six o'clock uh we will uh, get that memorandum of understanding approved by both sides the lawyers can then do the fine print and get the cba rewritten uh we will officially hear about the hub cities of toronto and edmonton uh, and we can get on with planning what should be rather interesting between uh, July 13th when camps open and, in theory, when games start August the 1st at Rogers. John Shannon, our NHL insider, Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you. John, um, we had Brian Lawton on. He suggested his sources indicate that he thinks the players will ratify in the range of about uh 70 maybe even 80 percent have you got information to suggest otherwise or do you think this this will indeed pass oh i i I think similarly to the uh, to the league owners gary has a an executive committee of 10 owners that he bounces all his ideas off of uh and similarly with the when you think the player reps represent the 31 teams uh that that they're in in uh, in majority support of what's going on i i suspect it will pass i was told when the discussion started there was a lot of players uh that were not happy the way things are going but under the circumstances uh of of what's gone on both sides were able to to get you know key issues resolved 
Um, you know, the, the players wanted to return to the Olympics. The players wanted a drop in escrow over the period of time of the next collective bargaining agreement, and they're going to get both of those things. Uh, and the owners, who, uh, who obviously needed help with, uh, with certain issues when it came to uh, escrow, that's a big part of, uh, of where it is. And, you know, I, I think when you look at it at first blush, you say, well, the owners won this thing. But over the period of six years, I think you're going to see that the players did very well as, as well, Bob. You've always been attuned with the sports world uh, in general. I know there's lots of stories right now emanating from the Toronto marketplace, concerns over Major League Baseball and MLS soccer. Uh, Is hockey being seen differently, do you think, around North America than maybe some of the other sports just because of the Canadian options to have the teams play there? I I don't know if it's being seen differently. I mean, quite frankly, I think that uh, what's happening... Uh, with the NHL and what's happening with the two Canadian hubs uh, has and, and there's a confidence in the Canadian hubs as opposed to what's going on in Orlando. Let's face it, when you have a team uh, in MLS already drop out of the uh, the play the playoff tournament uh, and concerns Adam Silver and the NBA now suggesting he's concerned about the bubble in Orlando. Uh, and then they, the issues with Major League Baseball, in fact, not having a bubble and expecting pl- uh, players and teams to be safe in 30 different cities, including one across the border in Canada. Uh, that's, uh, that, that's a different challenge. I mean, what I, what I would say the positive about the NHL is, is that it has, it has been single-mindedly focused all along on this plan uh, and has uh, had to adjust uh, in certain areas, but at the same time has stayed focused on the, on the hub system and stayed focused on trying to make sure it, it's as safe, not just for the players, but for their own NHL staff and for everybody around those players, which in, in the end will be close to uh, 2,500 people when you think about it between Edmonton and Toronto. We're joined by our NHL insider, John Shannon. John, you put a tweet out about 12 minutes ago uh, talking about the breakdown of the hubs, who gets the conference finals and the Stanley Cup final. I know Bob McKenzie strongly indicated about a week ago that Edmonton was in line for the conference finals and the Stanley Cup final. And I, I don't know if he backed off it, but these things can change. Uh, and then also the start time. So what can you tell us on that front? Uh, well, uh, and it, it actually surprised me. I, I, I thought for sure that uh, they would use the hub cities all the way through to uh, the conference finals. But the, the plan at this point, and it could, hey, Bob, everything changes. Sure. Uh, the, the plan at this point is that uh, after the second round of the playoffs, that the, the Toronto hub is closed up. And uh, the, the two teams from the Eastern Conference travel to Edmonton and play the Eastern Conference final. Uh, in Edmonton on the alternate night to the Western Conference final in Edmonton. And then, obviously, the Stanley Cup final will go at Rogers Place as well. So from that perspective, uh, it it didn't surprise me that the Stanley Cup final uh, was going to be at Edmonton. It's a bit of a a shock to me uh, that uh, they would actually move both conference finals to uh, to Edmonton. Interesting thing is, and and not that it's an advantage or a disadvantage, because I think... If there's a, a, a strong feeling of safety in the next two months, um, we, we might see something different. But uh, imagine if it's a Toronto-Edmonton Stanley Cup final, uh, which is, you know, not out of the realm right now. Uh, what would happen with uh, with both of, with both teams being in Edmonton and the and Toronto not getting any home games? 
Well, and is there any possibility, and it's a long shot, I'm sure, if we somehow, I mean, I don't know if you can turn a vaccine. You know where I'm going. Is there any way fans, I get texts every day, John, saying we got to get fans there. Well, at this point, that's not going to happen. Okay. At this point, it's it's just not feasible. But that's why you never say never, and that's why you know, and and that's why when you send out tweets like that, you hedge your bets. And as Bob McKenzie did last week, he hedged his bets as well. Um, but right now, and and I just think that there has to be that flexibility as as we get closer and hopefully to the end of what we've seen with the pandemic. But. Uh, uh, you know, we've also seen ebbs and flows. Look what's happened at Misericordia today. Um, you know, there are there are always going to be concerns of small spikes, large spikes, and uh, and wave number two, which apparently we're not even through wave number one yet. Have you heard anything? Uh, I, I know you got a great feel for the TV side. What are they doing to maybe enhance? I know if you watch some of the international soccer out there, they've got. By the way, did you pull into the Niagara Falls? Because uh, we're getting a fair amount of feedback. But uh, Well, that, that rain you talked about in Edmonton has showed up in my backyard. Wow. It's coming down pretty good there. What well, is, that's what, that's what, good, good rainstorms in Ontario are great rainstorms, Bob. There you go. Uh, are, are they going to change sort of the complexion, the makeup in Rogers Place at all? Is there some work being done there to have maybe a little bit different look to enhance the viewer experience for the game since there won't be fans in the actual games but to enhance television experience? I, I, I mean, I, I think there have been tons of discussions between the New York office, uh, who's the NHL is in charge of the world feed, and and uh, and Rogers uh, and, 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 and TSN for that matter because TSN will have on a regional basis in Winnipeg, here in Toronto, and in Montreal, uh, first-round games. Um, but what will happen is I, I expect that there'll be a lot more use of cameras that uh, normally wouldn't be allowed in seats and be closer and lower to the game. And, and then we'll have to figure out what kind of audio we're going to hear and use. I, I suspect by the end of the first round, that play-in round, Bob, we're going to be so enamored with what we see and hear that uh, we won't even notice that uh, there are people in the building. Wow, that's interesting. Uh, now, will there be media in the buildings? Um, media are allowed to be in the building. Okay. Uh, they have to. Uh, they have to be part of the process, though. They have to be tested. They will not have any interaction with any people that are in the bubble. Uh, so they will basically be escorted in the building, put on an elevator to the press box. Uh, and then escorted out of the building, and then all of all of the interviews, uh, all of the uh, post-game comments will be done virtually. Uh, you can stay, obviously, you can stay in your your seat at the uh, in the press box and and watch the press conferences and ask questions, but you will have no contact as a media member with the players. And for instance, some teams are choosing. Uh, and making the decision this week whether to send broadcasters. I don't think that it's been decided with the Rogers people yet who's going and who's not going. But, for instance, the people at MSG with the New York Rangers, they are not sending their announcers to Toronto. They are going to do them in a studio in New York. Las Vegas, I know, the, the Golden Knights, uh, they plan to do uh, their play-by-play from the studio in Vegas, and they will not be uh, on hand at uh, in, in Rogers' place. All right, uh, John, great stuff as always. We appreciate your time. Have a great day, Bob, and uh, stay away. You can't have too many Mediterranean chicken pizzas, okay? Okay. (laughs) One every two weeks. Is that okay? That's perfect. So when I'm there next, we're going.
All right, you got her. Uh, there we go. That's John Chan. And we will mention Royal Pizza does have of the uh, uh, 13 locations in the city. Eight of them are uh, dine-in as well, and they now have a uh, dine-in is back going on at uh, all the Royal Pizzas throughout Edmonton. Just want to mention to you, uh, coming up today at uh, 2 o'clock, we'll have a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by a simulcast of the Rob Breckenridge Show from CHQR at 770 in Calgary. For live coverage on the update on the Misericordia Hospital's COVID-19 outbreak. Tune in to Global News Radio 880 at 2.30 this afternoon. Uh, there are a total... Uh, the story has just moved, courtesy of the uh, Edmonton Journal. Uh, COVID-19 outbreak, three dead, 35 patients are now, uh, patients and staff are now infected. So we'll have some more information uh, coming from Alberta Health at 2.30 today. Again, that will be on Global News uh, Radio 880. We'll take a quick time out. You're listening to Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. It's 149 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. The uh, story has been moved. Uh, I know we have a, a gentleman, uh, Phil. He is Fear the Fin fan, and he has a connection to Stanford University. He's also a huge San Jose Sharks fan. Stanford Athletics to cut 11 of 36 varsity sports following the 2021 season. These include men's and women's fencing, field hockey, lightweight rowing, men's rowing, co-ed and women's sailing, squash, synchronized swimming, men's volleyball, and wrestling. Um, I would suggest you, I mean, Stanford's obviously one of the best academic institutions in the world. I don't know how much money uh, Stanford makes from football. Uh, the old uh, Pac-10 used to have their own, what are they, the Pac-12 now, the Pac-10? 16, I don't know how many teams are in their, their conference. They've got their own TV deal. It has not worked well. Uh, it, it's resulted in massive rescheduling. Of course, USC has traditionally been the powerhouse for a number of years, won a bunch of national championships. When Pete Carroll was there in the early to mid-2000s during the era of uh, Reggie Bush and Matt Leinart, I know I saw SC and UCLA play in uh, November of 2000, uh, maybe early December of 2004. Um and Stanford pulled off a mammoth upset a couple of years later when Harbaugh was uh, coaching their uh, football program. But they're not a team like Alabama that can basically pay for the rest of the other schools. But this is what happens in an inter-university sport because the programs aren't run like businesses. And now reality is hitting home, even in a powerhouse institution like Stanford. And, uh, you know, will there be a trickle-down effect? Well, we've already seen that. Three weeks ago today, the University of Alberta, Ian Reid, their athletic director, announced that they uh, would not be participating in the 2021 season for men's and women's hockey, men's and women's basketball, men's and women's volleyball. Uh, I know that there's some belief that, uh, you know, could a privately run team work? Uh, and I don't know. We'll have to wait and see on that front. Tomorrow, what a show we have tomorrow. Louis DeBrusque. Uh, from Sportsnet. Uh, for our friends at Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication, and solar, Brian Burke. Oh, yeah. And tomorrow we have a guy on the show 
that was drafted on this date 25 years ago. As we go to listing in Oilers history, back at the 630 Chad Studios, here is Brendan Escott. 1995, the NHL draft is held at Edmonton Coliseum in Edmonton. The Ottawa Senators selecting American defenseman Brian Berard first overall. The Oilers taking centerman Steve Kelly sixth overall and friend of the show, Georges Larocque, 31st. Fans booed the selection of Kelly, though, with local product Shane Doan still on the board, ultimately going one spot behind him to Winnipeg. Well, the fans got that one right. I mean, they were chanting, don, 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 uh, and the others, Barry Fraser went up and took Steve Kelly. Barry Fraser, who had a, a you know, I mean, the Oilers' first three picks that Barry Fraser made as head scout of Edmonton ended up in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Kevin Lowe, Mark Messi, and Glenn Anderson. So it's tough to argue with the work that Barry did early with Glenn Sather. Uh, the bloom was off the rose by the point that the mid-90s rolled around, and that was a particularly frustrating day for a lot of Oilers fans. And again, it took Shane Doan a full uh, four-plus years to really become an impact player in the National Hockey League. Uh, Kelly never did gain traction. Did win a Stanley Cup, though, it should be noticed. Uh, LaRock, who will be on the show tomorrow, uh, would go on and uh, have a, a great career uh, in Edmonton, uh, an excellent second-round pick, and was uh, has become an Edmonton sporting icon in the process. So uh, that was an interesting day, to say the least, and I would suggest you that sometime in the next two to three years, I think we're going to see another NHL draft at Edmonton as well. But uh, who knows? We're going to have bigger and better things here uh, very shortly once we get everything ratified by the the players who are in a a vote process as we speak. Tonight on Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, what is shaking Brendan Escott? More reaction to the Eskimos' reaction to sponsorship uh, pressure to change that name of the team. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting one. We'll have to complete, uh, continue to kind of monitor that. I know a lot of you have, uh, uh, I'm kind of like David Staples. I'm like, you know, consult the communities uh, that are involved and, and feel, uh, find out whether or not, uh, they're offended by it. Um, and, uh, and kind of go from there. I think that plays a, a huge, there's nothing wrong with dialogue. That's, I guess that's the most important thing, right? Like, uh, it's when there's a shortage, you're not always right. And you're not always wrong and somewhere in between on some issues. And I know that's a hard thing for uh, a, a lot of people. I would suggest I've experienced the older I get, the more I realize, the less I know. That's the, the one thing that needs to be stated. Again, we're going to have uh, a killer show for you tomorrow. Uh, Louis DeBrusque, Brian Burke for Friends of Canadian Power Pack and George LaRock. Ongoing uh, updated information during the course of the afternoon uh, for live coverage of the update on the outbreak at the Misericordia's hospital involving COVID-19. Tune in to Global News Radio 880, 2.30 this afternoon. Otherwise, uh, Jalen and I uh, off this week, so uh, they'll have a simulcast of the Rob Breckenridge Show at a CHQR 770 in Calgary. Yeah, that's the way to roll it. I meant what I said, Brendan. This is my favorite album of all time. It's a great, mystical, lyrical genius. Have a wonderful Wednesday, and uh, we'll power our way through another one and have some more fun tomorrow. Stay positive. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.